Welcome everybody to another edition of Free Dad Bods with Brent, Carl, and Sean. Welcome guys. Howdy, howdy. Hey, good to see you both. I want to start off because I have a follow-up story to one of my get-off-the-lawn moments. To wow. recap. He's ready to go. <laughs> I am. I am ready to go. And and to recap that story, um, I had a story about a guy that was walking up the street and he hit my dog as my dog came at him. The old guy. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the other day I saw him walking up the street again. It's really hot outside. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to grab a bottle of water. So went in and grabbed a bottle of water. I went on over to him. I was like, hey, man, hey, you know, the other day, you know, you know, Kind of lost my temper and stuff and you know so i went to hand him you know the bottle of water and i hit the motherfucker in the head with the bottle of water and he dropped to the ground and i opened that bottle and i poured it on his head and i said how's that bitch dropped it like a mic drop and then walked away i say bullshit then you woke up yeah true story man true story i was I, the better man <laughs> Tracy's going to have to pull your ass out of jail one of these days. Seriously. Wow. Tracy, you should get Tracy on. I want to confirm this story because I don't believe a second of it. If uh, if you're going to do that, you need to at least keep a bottle of frozen water available. Yeah. So, What's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Hey, look, when I was younger, I learned kindness begins with me. And I huh. hit that kind motherfucker in the head and it ended with me. Did that include self-love? It did. It was a lot of self-love. I I prayed for him later. After our sex episode, now we're rated R within about three minutes of the new podcast. Like that. Welcome. (laughs) Can't listen now, mom or dad. Thanks. All right. Jeez. Hey, guess what? Your mom and dad weren't listening anyway. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they knew you were on it, and they were like, boy, that boy don't like, listen anyway, so why should we listen at all? It's you about know? college Hang football. On. Who cares, right? <laughs> this next one. <laughs> hey, I want you guys to see that is the best gas station in America, baby, by far. I like the little hat, man. It's cute. It's cute, isn't it? Got a little bucky. <laughs> a little, yeah. Little, <laughs> a little bucky. You're jealous, Sean. I can see it. Yeah, you're looking at it going, I wish I had a Bucky. You guys ever go to a Bucky? Maybe one day we can get Bucky's to sponsor us. How would that be, man? Hey, I, I did I did, I did land I did land our uh, little uh thirty second Bucky conversation on their main page. So um we got like three or four hundred people looking at it. So yeah, we'll do nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. go Bucky's. Hey, All right. Love <laughs> free free advertising for our 25 listeners. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> Go, baby. Anyway. So, so. I've, I've got our unusual news story of the week. Okay. This one actually comes from CBS News. So, it's a hot, hot story. Mm. Um, this was back in May. And it's a story hundreds of pounds of cooked pasta mysteriously dumped in the New Jersey woods. It was That's cooked, right. Though. Oh, imagine going for a leisurely hike and stumbling upon mound upon mounds of pasta in the woods. 
It seems highly unlikely unless you were recently walking near the river based in an old bridge, New Jersey, where hundreds of pounds of cooked pasta were dumped in the area last month. Their origins remain a mystery. I think it's aliens, of course. Um, Nina, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that last name, who ran for city council, a town of 66,000 people, posted images of the piles of pasta in a Facebook group, thanking the Public Works Department for cleaning up the estimated 500-pound mess. 500 pounds of cooked pasta. Imagine if you're the police officer asked to investigate that. Uh, oh, you check. I think the first place you'd have to check is all the uh, local Italians. Uh, restaurants, don't you? Especially in Jersey. It didn't say it was Italian pasta. It just said pasta. There's there's Asian pasta. Oh, I'm sure it was Asian pasta in New oh. Jersey, Sean. Come on. This is, this is the best part, though. While the visual of spaghetti and macaroni becoming one with nature See, is spaghetti. off-putting, many found humor in the peculiar site who called it Mission Impossible. Oh my God. <laughs> you, start, you start with an F bomb, then you end up with corn. I, I love it, Brett. You're really starting to roll this one. <laughs> Unusual news story of the week. Well, I woke you up, didn't it, Sean? Oh, gosh. No, I wish it put me to sleep. That was. <laughs> That was that was that was interesting, Brent. I, really I terrible. enjoyed that that story. Thank you. Um, was it in the woods? Or, it was, was in the woods. No pasta sauce, though. There was no sauce. Off the road, in the woods, off of a trail. So somebody hauled <laughs> five hundred pounds of pasta, spaghetti, and dumped it. Like, why wouldn't you give that shit to homeless people or something? You know. I'm surprised. Maybe, I mean, maybe okay. they just thought that somebody in the woods would eat it. Wildlife didn't like or it. Or the animals. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Well, That's how bad the it, food was. They <laughs> were like, oh, pasta, I ain't eating that. No way. <laughs> if it was cooked pasta, it had to have been pretty fresh. It wouldn't have been dried out or anything yet. So well, 500 yeah, it was cooked. pounds of cooked pasta was probably only, what, 100 pounds of dry pasta? It's still a chore, though, to haul 500 pounds of pasta into the woods. That's a good point. I mean... They didn't want anybody tasting that recipe. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine if you had to make the gravy, uh, Italian gravy for all that. that How pissed would you be making all that, and then it just ends up dumped in the woods, man? (laughs) Absolutely. It must have been a... It's got to be Italian restaurants out of business now. Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they tried to give it to the homeless people, and the homeless people were like, God, this uh, tastes like shit, man. This I ain't tastes like this. shit. No. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be hungry. <laughs> so what you guys? So what, what else are you guys up to this week? Anything exciting? Sean? Uh, I've been working a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. That's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, so, yeah. Brett, you? <laughs> Any good movies? <laughs> No, I haven't seen any movies at all. I started watching that re-release of the first Dune movie so I could get ready for the second Dune movie because I saw that preview and it looks pretty pretty incredible, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, And then I remembered how boring the original Dune movie was. 
I, I did get out Spice. and see that Oppenheimer. So, um, how was it? I heard one. it's really long. Was it good? It, you know, I, I, well, it's a biop, a biop about you know, Oppenheimer, right? But yeah. I was hoping there was going to be a little more information about the Manhattan Project. Um, and, you know, someone said, well, it was about him. I'm like, well, I, great, great. I understand that. But they spent but a lot. But him of, is the Manhattan. It's, <laughs> that's what he <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but the thing is, they spent a ton of time. Because Robert Downey Jr. was in it, and then he played this guy named uh, Strauss, who was a political figure Levi? at the time. No, but I forgot his Leo Strauss, and he oh. he, he was actually oh. in the uh, Eisenhower cabinet. And so Leo and uh, and Oppenheimer had kind of a, they were both on the Atomic Energy Commission, and Strauss helped. Uh, Strauss didn't like Oppenheimer because he felt slighted. Because Oppenheimer, and he was kind of, well, he was a typical intellectual with razor sharp, no filter at times, and uh, and so um, so a lot of the movie became about their conflict, which eh, you know, and they threw in some you know female you know relationships he had, but the way they, I mean, it's kind of like, did you guys see Dunkirk? Do you remember? Did you watch that? Yeah, his version. Okay, I hated that. I mean, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the cinematography, um, but the whole storyline was just crazy, like typical Nolan. And Oppenheimer was kind of the same, not as like all over the place, but enough that I'm just like, is Nolan as good as everybody thinks he is? I mean, in his early days, he was, but I just, you know, I, I, I mean, is it a good show to watch once? Yeah, but I, I don't think I would spend more money on it. Did it drag so, on? It did. A lot of <laughs> some kids walking out when I was walking out. They're like, "Oh my god, it took forever." Well, I fell asleep. I'm like, uh, "You're a kid, man." So I, I wouldn't advise bringing kids to it. I mean, if you're a history buff like Sean, um, I'm history buff. I mean, it's interesting, but like I said, I mean, I don't. I would would have preferred to hear more about the Manhattan Project. Uh, Los Alamos and some of the stories that I know occurred that they didn't bring up, uh, that would have been kind of cool, but they didn't. Um, and e- even the atomic explosion was, you know, it wasn't, I heard it was going to blow me away. I, so all these expectations before the show were being thrown and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to walk out in tears. And I, I walked out going, eh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, I mean. One thing, though, and it's kind of funny because I'm – I will say this. It did make me feel, though, that um, we sometimes, you know, based on the political things going on right now in Ukraine and, and Russia, I, um, we should respect nuclear uh, weapons a little more than we do. And, uh, and I wonder – you know, in the 80s, I used to think the anti-nuke crowd were the – you know, the, the – uh, Hippies? What we see, yeah, the hippies and the radicals that we see now—that that sometimes like the BLM crowd and the and the LGBTQ plus crowd. Those same people, you know, in the eighties, I was like, I was like with the peace people. I was like, oh man, those guys are all communists, and uh, they're, you know, now though, I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm not necessarily looking at their movement as something I'd want to be a part of, but. 
I am respectful of the fact that these nuclear weapons are dangerous. <laughs> and human, well, it's not a, as much the nuclear weapon as the human beings that control them. And Correct. that, you know, I will agree with Oppenheimer. Did he do a service to mankind? Um, I mean, when you look at what was really going on when they when they finally said, okay, release the nuclear weapons, Truman, did he really need to? Some will argue, yeah, you would have lost a lot of American lives. And he might they might be right. I that's the argument I always took. But I mean they were pretty much beaten by the time we dropped the first bomb. And so Hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands of innocent people. Just demonstrated on an island close to Japan what these weapons could do if they don't you know. Sean, you agree on that? hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think yeah, it I, took the moral high ground away from the United States when we eradicated 200,000 Japanese. I don't, you know, I don't, it's easy to, to to pass judgment and retrospect on that kind of stuff because we have the benefit of seeing uh, what happened versus theoretically what could happen. Um, and they pretty much knew what would happen, but. I don't know. It's 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 history and retrospect. It's it's always it's always difficult. But the I I would say that I think that um, it it would have been wise to to do a demonstration of what could happen mm-hmm. because instead I mean, of slaughtering hundreds of thousands of people and then yeah, decades I mean, upon decades to clean up what had happened. Well, well it just makes it easier to use it again on a, on a civil uh, on I'm, a civilian. I, I don't I don't agree with that actually, Carl. Oh, okay. I, I, I think that um, because it's been used in the two locations in Japan, um, and people understand exactly what happens, I, mm. I think that that actually creates a greater deterrent. So, in some, in, in, in some mm. ways. Um, in some ways, you know, we can say dropping it on an uninhabited area as a demonstration would have been good. And and, and we can't say that, but um, the fact that they did it where they did it, it I think it becomes a huge uh, pointer of, oh, my gosh, let's can never do this again. This is so horrific. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at the after effects of the people in New Mexico, too, you know, that were in the outlying areas, even oh, yeah. miles and miles from the testing site. If if you guys want to read, and, and I encourage our listeners to, you know, maybe Google the actual accounts of the people who witnessed that blast in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Read those. Oh, yeah. And, oh. and, and they're not, they're not glamorous. Not they're not, hey, we got it going on here. It, it's not like that at all. It is. It is appalling. It's frightening. It's scary. And what they witness, they knew seeing that could be the end of the world. It well, really they, could be in the wrong hands. They have some previews in the movie, if you watched them. They, there was some serious concern. Not, not, not like, I mean, less than a 1% chance of this happening. But there was a theoretical concern that if they pushed the button, that uh, that the whole world would have gone up in in a nuclear explosion because of the right. uh, chain reaction. So, I mean, even right to the moment they tested it, there was a little bit of a lingering, uh, uh, you know. So, I think they over. I, I mean, I think they dramated it up, of course. But uh, they even had the red button, man. It was like a huge red button in the show. I I 
have to read again the history again to see if it that's actually true or not. But uh, uh, but you know, I, I mean, I would you know if you don't have anything else to do, I, I mean, I didn't see Barbie and I have no plans on it. So uh, if it's Barbie or that, I'm going to that. You know, if it's Mission Impossible, go see Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's Great the one movie. we're gonna. I'm taking go my back. son to that tonight. So. Go back and watch Indiana Jones again, because I Did thought like that one was good. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Our, definitely better than uh, the the one with uh, Shia Booth or whatever his name is. Shia Booth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never saw parents. that one. I didn't yeah, think it was terrible, lucky. but the Crystal Skull. It, yeah, yeah. The the last five minutes where they start getting into the crazy bull crap about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wrote that part. Brent might that was my writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my script. I think you need to go watch it, Brent. Yeah, Brent, you, you might like that show. I mean, we should buy it for him. You know, he can keep it on video. <laughs> Embrace my friends from other Brent, we lost hemispheres. You. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, yeah. Brent, why are you wearing your Utah shirt and that disgusting? No, both I'm not wearing a Utah hat. Both, I'm yeah. not wearing a Utah hat. I'm wearing, oh, a, wearing Tennessee a Tennessee shirt. Oh, you're wearing shirt. a Tennessee shirt. Tennessee shirt. Oh, okay. Because financially, I support better. the University of Tennessee <laughs> and my uh, beloved Utes. So, listeners, we Utes. are kicking off the non-existent. Terribly predicted, way too early college football predictions from three dad bots. Oh, it's going to be a great one. It is. It is. And look, I'm always excited for college football. I love college football. Many, many people love college football. I, I love it more than the NFL. I love the tradition. I love the pageantry. I'm going to say, though, that I agree. I don't know if you guys heard Lane Kiffin's comments during the SEC press conference earlier this week, but he basically ripped on NIL and he ripped on the transfer portal and is saying that it's destroying college football and college athletics, and he is 100% right. And I think in the past we've seen these Cinderella football teams. We've seen a TCU. I don't know if you really call TCU a Cinderella because they were in a Big 12, but they're one of these quote-unquote outside teams. We saw Cincinnati the year before. Yeah, exactly. I think with the emergence of NIL now, we're now into year two, year three of it. Two, two, yeah. We're going to see that disappear because these universities, the Texas, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Oklahomas, the USC's, they have way too much money. But these other teams cannot compete against that type of money bringing this type of athlete in. And then you have the transfer portal where if a player is benched because he's not performing well and he's going to go here and then he does okay here and he goes here, it, you know, it's bounce around, bounce. It's like free agency. Yeah, well, well, it's becoming like the talking. NFL. Well, the problem is the NCA is. Oh, sorry, Sean. I was going to say the NCA. I'll just finish it real quick. The NCA is not effective. We can agree on that, and because of that lawsuit. And so, Congress right now, from what I understand, is looking to pass 
a some rules to give the NCAA more power in college football. Why? So, as that sounds. I, Why? I don't, I don't know. That. Yeah, but that's what's happening. The right college now. experts in Congress uh, is that what? Uh, well, Ortiz, Ortega. Their argument is because they support public universities. Like government will support public universities. We're not talking private ones. That they have the ability to because they'll federal aid. I mean, you're giving school aid to fast. What's that got to do with college athletics? Well, it's controlled by the federal government, Nothing. Sean. Well, they can decide what though. they want to do with it's it. Got, it's got nothing to do with it. Tuition, no, zero to regard, to do it regards scholarships and well, it regards money to pay for tuition for students. No, it, it, that's all based off of the NCAA rules of having academic scholarships on a football team for what is it like sixty-five players? That's that's governed by the NCAA. It has nothing to do with Congress. Uh-huh. I'm just saying the federal government looks at inequity in any situation as a terrible thing, and NIL has been out of control. Let's be honest on that. And unless the big schools are willing to police it themselves, which hasn't shown to be the case, the NCA should be the one doing that, and they haven't been because they feel they're hamstrung because of the legal issues now the supreme court it's gonna be interesting what happens because either the state state legislatures are gonna have to get involved well they don't have to get involved but they will get involved or the fed or congress is looking like they're getting involved because there are three there are two democrats and a republican that are co or bipartisanly pushing this I'll, i'll get the info on it for you guys but it's it's already happening so so that's why it'd be important for the schools involved to just police themselves at this point and keep the government out of it. But how? Create a salary cap. Just like in, in pro sports, you create a salary cap. Yeah. And, and, and you're, as, as a university, you are allowed to have this much money given to athletes. And however you want that, if you want it all to go to your quarterback, that's your choice, whatever you want, you know. Yeah. But create a salary cap. I agree 100% well, with I, that. I, I think the the portal can be changed whenever they want to change it. That, that should be that can be. And, and I think they have made a couple adjustments with that. But why don't they just do it after the season's over completely? Like here's they, here's the problem. They, here's the problem that you have with a transfer when you portal. Can transfer now versus before? There's a good. window. Yeah. All right. Good. But the That's problem that you get with the transfer portal is. If I am a student, not an athlete, if I am a student who is in biochemical engineering, I don't know, whatever, mathematics, okay, and I don't like, I, go, I attend my freshman year at a school and I decide that I don't like it, I can go to another school, okay? Absolutely. Now, that's where the trickiness comes in in the transfer portal because why is one student allowed to do that? But another student isn't allowed to do that. And that same student can receive a scholarship from a Harvard and take that. Or he could go the next year and receive another scholarship from a Northwestern. Yeah, they all can right now. They can transfer out. No, what I'm saying, though, that's what I'm saying, though. That's why it it has to remain in effect. Because if you take that away from the transfer portal. We're just talking about when it's it's applicable. Yeah, I know, but can, but that's what I'm saying though. You you can't do that because then you would have to do that for every single student that applies. No, because okay, I can't transfer 
to Utah State if I'm at Idaho State just whenever the hell I want. I have to do it within uh, what their admission policy is, whichever between semesters. semesters. That's why I think if you just put the the transfer portal in that period of time, you should be okay. They well, that's essentially what they've done. They I think they do have a transfer portal time. They do have a time. They do. They can't transfer uh, into another program during the season. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, so, I, I agree. I agree that it should be like every other student because, I mean, you look at it. I mean, some people, well, I'm, I don't think it, three of us do, but I, I have heard some fans bitch about the fact that, well, if they take a four-year scholarship, they should have to fulfill the scholarship. And, like, there's – Does it happen all, to a regular student? They're not four-year scholarships. They're, not, they're one they're year, year to year. Mm-hmm. Year to year. Yep. Number two, that coach can decide at any time or a new coach that comes in to get – Kick your ass off the team. So hey, there's look, no or he leaves Colorado. The coach Leon leaves. Sanders right. Yeah, exactly. In, and 85 yeah. percent of last year's team is gone. Gone. Yeah, he told him. He told him to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I don't feel sorry for the schools, um, but I do think oh. I do think there needs no. to be some regulation as far as when they can transfer. You know what's interesting right. about you, Carl? This huh. is not the first podcast. Where you're advocating for government intervention, and I know I'm triggered by you, It makes me want to throw up a little bit. I won't lie. I must be a Marxist. I don't know. I must be. I think your dad. Your dad's so disappointed. The older I get, the more liberal I get. I guess I don't know. (laughs) So let's let's jump ahead to the end of the season. I'm curious who you guys have set inside your playoff predictions. Mm. You want my my emotional uh, list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emotional yeah. List. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. No, oh. no. Let, let's do realistic ones. Okay. Honestly, I don't know how anybody can go outside of Alabama, Georgia, um, Penn State, and Ohio State. That's not bad. That, that's a good one. Penn State. That's, that's, that's a little bit of a reach, but, but they have the ability to do not it. Not really. I, I don't They're loaded. They have everybody reach, back. Everybody yeah, comes back do. from that team, and that good, team was I mean, very good. Yeah. It'd be a good they, dark horse pick compared to – They look very good in the, the Rose Bowl. Sean are saying. So. What about you, Carl? Well, I mean, you can't go against Georgia because Georgia has absolutely dominated. So Georgia won. I think Michigan's got a great new quarterback, and I think he's uh, I think he's going to be really good this year. And they have a good defense, and they have a good running team. So Michigan two, Ohio State or Texas three, then Texas. You got to pick. So you can't State. say or. You, right. So you're going Ohio nine, three State or four. Three, Texas four. Go shaking your and that's head, it? Sean. Five. I so that's your. That, no, no, we head. didn't say five. five. We said our playoff. There's no five. There's no five. There's Number no five. Oh. Well, There's I'm no five. Man. We never said that. Listen. Shut up. Listen. Playoff prediction. This is playoff prediction. Week in a row where we're telling Carl the list. Well, here's the thing. Good God! Because I think you should have a number five on this list. Because no, we're talking about the four at the end. I said fast forward to the end of the season. That's fine. I'll put the Pac-10 team in then. That's fine. That's cool. That's fine. I I don't care. You you won't put the Pac-10 or 12 team in. I don't. They're going to be Utah anyway. So who? I doubt it. USC. Oh, top USC. 
Yeah. We'll see. US, Utah's USC's daddy. Go, mighty Trojans. That's I can't play for us this year. Ripping the rubber, just like me. <laughs> all right, Brent, what's your top four? First of all, I think anybody's insane who leaves Alabama out. Because if you don't think all summer long, all spring, that Nick Saban's been talking about every conversation, they left us out. 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 Every game film, everything that they do, it's goat fuel. That is absolute goat fuel, and he's going to come back with vengeance. So I've got Georgia, just like you guys. I, I got the top four, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama. And I don't – I think there's – one thing or two things that drive it. One, they got a ton of talent, and two, I think it's because of that NIL. They're just divvying out the most amount of money that's sitting inside that NIL. Now, Carl and I were talking about this earlier. UT Balls, name one other team that ever has a tougher schedule than UT. You can't do that. And the reason why I say that every single year, they have to play Alabama and Georgia. Every single year. And then if you beat both of those teams, you'll probably have to go up against a pretty tough LSU team in, oh, that, in that championship who, game. Who does, does Alabama, who does Alabama play this year? <laughs> they usually have an easy non-conference. Uh, they can have the easiest joke. non-schedule as it is when you get inside the SEC. It's just brutal. It's an yeah. absolute blow. Uh, and well, they lost two games last year by a total of three points. Alabama, a total of three see. points. Right, let, me, let me see their schedule this year. Uh, uh, let's see here. They play They're playing Middle Tennessee. There okay, you the go. first test. All right, we'll see if I'm right on Texas because Texas plays them on the second year. Yeah. yeah. That That's going to say a lot about Texas, who has a lot, a lot of NIL Alabama. money. If, you're, you're, if, if they don't beat Texas at home, then Alabama has no shot at getting in the top four. I don't think it's a home game, though. I think it's probably like in Texas Stadium or something like that. I think it's one of them oh, road no, no, no. type of deals. It is a home game, isn't it? They play uh, in Alabama. Um, they do play at Alabama? Yeah. No way in hell that Texas wins. Then Not Tennessee is a home game this year. LSU is a home game. And then they play at The two Auburn. teams that they lost to on the road, by the way. And if you go to LSU at nighttime and try to win... Doesn't happen. They play at Texas A&M and at Mississippi State. So, uh, I miss, well, Texas A&M is a little better Alabama's this year. Alabama's going to be undefeated this year. Texas A&M is the most so. overrated team that there is. They always are. They have the they best talent, but Jimbo Fisher just can't do it. He's not a, he he's can't a get good coordinator. Disagree he's on that. terrible head coach. Yep. Uh, okay. So the only real big dispute is, uh, I I don't know. Penn State's got a tough road to go through Michigan and Ohio State to get to the. They do. Playoff. They they, they do, but they're loaded. They're and so loaded. is Michigan, and so is Ohio State. Loaded they're loaded. There. See, all, yeah. now let's look at what Texas has to do to roll through. All they have to do is beat Alabama, and they've got an easy schedule from that point on, all yeah, the way Oklahoma. to. It's because they're in the what do you call it the Big they Twelve. They play Oklahoma it's, at home, though. It's the worst conference in. They don't America. play Oklahoma at home. Well, they play Oklahoma in Dallas. It's a Cotton Bowl, yeah. Well, it's still Texas. It's a, uh, yeah, but it's a Red River rivalry. I mean, there's no home advantage. That that stadium is filled fifty fifty. It's the most incredible yeah. thing you've seen. Half yeah. of it'll be burnt orange. Half of it'll be red. It's it's yeah. it's, it's incredible. 
Um, One of the best rivalries there is. They even play Kansas State, which is probably the best Big 12 team at home. So they play TCU at TCU, though. Um, That might be a tougher game for them. Where do they they play um, that uh, junior college team? uh, They play them at home. Yeah. Go Taysom Hill on them again. That would be funny. But uh, it's not that I would love Texas. I just uh, don't think I, – I think when they get in the SEC, they're going to get their asses handed to them. Oh, man, it's going to be ugly. So, well – It's going to be interesting. It's not going to be yeah. that easy road and getting all that money that they've been getting for I, years and years and decades. Here's one that I think is is a possible uh, dark horse. They shouldn't be because they're – Okay, let's do dark horses. Really good. Let's do dark horses. Clemson. Yeah, you can't dis. Uh, you can't not include them. I mean, if they, easy they schedule. Tough ga- I was going to say, do they play any tough games to start out with? Because usually, their Dabo's a great coach. Dabo is really a good coach. Sweeney's a good coach, an amazing coach. Freaking I don't, easy schedules. I don't, I don't think you can count them out just because they're playing the likes of Boston College and. I mean, they do have Florida State. They have a lot of people State putting a lot of stuff on Florida State and Notre Dame. They play at home. Those yeah. are the home games. games. And Clemson at nighttime at home, that place is rocking. Have you ever seen the way they enter the stadium? They have the buses. Defense is on one bus, offense is on another bus, and like the lights are just flashing and everything. And these buses, they're just showing on the screen. These buses are pulling around the side. It's cheesy as it sounds, but it's it's incredible tradition. They get off, they get up, they start running down that hill, patting that rock as they come on down. That place just explodes. It's incredible, uh, man. I love college we'll, football. Love college we'll, football. We'll know if Clemson's in the playoff by September 23rd, because if they get past Florida State, all they'd have to do is beat Notre Dame at home, and they're, they're going to slide right in pretty easily. So, all right, so, Carl, you got Clemson. Sean, who do you have as a dark horse? I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Really? Yeah. I think they're going to fall. I think they're going to yeah. fall hard, and they're going to have a new coach at the end of the year. Yeah. They have to play Ohio State. They also have to play I don't like uh, the coach. USC. They have to play Clemson, and that's, I don't think they get past any of those games. You NC know, State, I just, too. I, I just can't think of anybody else that I – I mean, if I go dark horse, I didn't pick Michigan. I mean – how do you call it's not really a dark horse, though. It's you know? not. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't. You didn't I think you kind of went dark horse with Penn State. I think you kind of went dark horse with it. Uh, I think Penn State's a good dark horse pick. That's probably the best one. Because, you know, if they do beat both Michigan and Ohio State, how could you not? I'll go with I mean, uh, the University of Minnesota. How's that? <laughs> I love Fleck. Pick. I love that coach, Fleck, man. That guy yeah. is a motivator. He really is, man. I love him. He just gave him a raise, so that's good. Let's 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 really have some fun. Okay, let's go over the Ute schedule. Then we're going over my Wade schedule. Do I not give my? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brent. You you pay attention. You I never gave my dark horse. You said Tennessee Chattanooga. Yeah. (laughs) My dark horse is. Utes. Oh. 
First game of the season, they beat Florida. Then they knock off USC. They run the table. They have a good chance to do that. That's my dark horse. You get an undefeated Pac-12 team, they're going to be in there as a dark horse. Yeah, so my only problem with that, and as much as I love the Utes, I don't know that they're going to have Cam Rising for the first two or three games. He's there. He's going to be there on the first game. Yeah, they they said that. We'll see. It's a big injury to come back from. Yeah. He, and as long as he stays healthy, there's my dark horse. Sorry, Carl. Yeah. Not even in a million years, but okay. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. Well, Cam least... gets injured in the second or third game, and then what do you However, do? Nothing. However, I'm going to say they will be the number four team, and they'll have to play Georgia, and they'll probably get beat 56 to nothing. But, hey. They're not even going to be in the freaking playoffs. I'll, I'm going to hate to disappoint you, poor you fans. Next year. They will be next year, if not this year. Next year, year they might be. Sean's right. They have 12 teams in there next year. So let's let's Terrible look at thing. the huge schedule. Let's look at it. Yeah, pretty powerful. I, they I play think Florida the, at home. I think their biggest problem is going to be at Baylor. They do play at Baylor the next week or two weeks later. No, it's a week later because they play a Thursday night, then, a next, then the following Saturday. Both are on ESPN, too, guys, so you can get all jacked up and – disappointed when they lose one of those two they play i'm not worried about baylor as much as as i am with usc and um washington well what's their pack let's see their pack 12 schedule away i don't i don't disagree with that at all they're in usc caleb williams has a burr up his butt about the utes um i think they still win i think the Utes still win because they have something in his head they really do that's true i think they play at oregon state dangerous game they play at USC. Yeah. They play Oregon at home, which surprisingly they've lost to Oregon at home several times. Um, Not in the last Arizona couple of years, though. Arizona State should be an easy victory. They yeah. play at Washington. That'll be a tough game. And that's going to be and a tough game. I think that, that'll be a nighttime game. Should be nighttime in Seattle. That's going to be a tough one. So at if they can clear that schedule, oh. that pays it pretty good. No, I'm talking about um, the Washington game. The Washington oh. game. At, it'll be at nighttime. It'll be in Seattle. That place will be rocking. Washington will probably be undefeated when they come into that game. I mean, that's going to be a good game. And then Colorado at home with the new Dion. Not worried about Colorado. Yeah, I wouldn't either. They're not going to be that good. I hope they uh, go. I hope they get one win. I think, <laughs> I think the, the Dion Sanders experiment is going to blow up in Colorado's face. Uh, maybe. You can do well at Jackson State, Jackson State, <laughs> pulling in some four- and five-star recruits, and you got like three of them. But when you're in the Pac-12, pretty much everybody on that field is a four- and five-star recruit. Three, that's, four, five. That's the way it is. Yeah. So what he's doing at Colorado, you're having to beat other teams with top talent. Right. Mm-hmm. And – Look, if, I'll be honest. If, if I'm a cornerback, I will go to school at, at Colorado because name a better cornerback in, in, that ever played than Deion Sanders. Even with his missing toes, name a better. He, he's going to make you the very best out there. But every other position, I'm sorry, man. You're not going to get those best kids. It's just not going to happen. Well, I think, I think with Utah, Utah's Achilles heel is – in the first part of the season, usually. So 
usually Whittingham's pretty good down the stretch. So I think if they're going to take an L, they're going to take it on the first two games, one of them, or they might lose. And they play USC at home, so at USC, so at I USC. can see them losing that game this time. So I think I think they're going to have do you really two think, losses. Do, do you guys really think, though, that USC has that quote-unquote home field advantage like they had yeah. when uh, – when, um, uh, they don't. Um, they're going to uh, this year. They're, they're their coach. fan base is excited about No, the they're bad, not. Man. They're not, though. It, it's we'll not see. electric like it was. During those Reggie Bush years and stuff, that place was on fire when they were the only team in L.A. They were the only team in L.A. Yeah. There's no pro teams at all, and that place was on fire. And it's, they, it's not like they, that anymore. That's the problem with the Pac-12. It's, it's one-third full stadiums except for the University of Utah and Oregon. Everybody else has partially filled stadiums. That's why, That's they why they're shrinking the stadiums. <laughs> True. University but, of Ari- yeah. or Arizona State changed their stadium from 70,000 to 50. Yeah. And the Pac-12 should give thanks to the Utes for the championship game because the last few years before that, maybe half full at very best in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. championship. Uh, 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 you know, if we ranked the Pac-12's top fan groups, I think Utah should be number one. Uh, you yeah, guys are crazy, unrealistic and, and crazy at times. But you know, it's got a good team, though. Good That's teams do that. Magic, if, so. if the youths were, if the youths were, were you know, two and ten every year, they're not going to be fanatics. They're not going to be like that. No, I think. Well, what are they going to? Okay, so are they going to build a statue for old Kyle when when he's gone? Is he going to have like his old uh, buddy Laval? Is he going to have his 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 uh, likeness outside the University of Utah Stadium? It'd be hard not to. Be hard not to. How, how could you not? It's great coach, best coach that the youth have ever had. I think he single-handedly got him into the big-time football. So yeah. Well, no, Urban Meyer got him there. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Urban Meyer got him there. Yes, he did. Without Urban Meyer, started. it didn't catapult yeah. him. It, if, if you put, yeah, he, he created uh, the muse. He created that student section. He created the atmosphere, the philosophy, mm-hmm. the mentality, mm-hmm. and. It was very, very good for Kyle not to get hired before Urban was because mm-hmm. Kyle sat two years under Urban and understood what it takes to mm-hmm. continue that. That It's not just X's and O's. It's the atmosphere and everything inside that we he started. The, he started dancing with younger co-eds at the U, or, hey. or did that occur later? Get it there or, or just, whatnot. Whatever it takes to oh, okay. All right. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you you say that like there's such a clean program up at, over at BYU. Oh, Give me a break. Absolutely. Oh, come can't on. even compare the two. Oh, jeez. So, oh, let's let's talk about yeah. let's talk about this time we talk about BYU schedule. And I'll admit, <sighs> I, I am I'm not wearing blue today because yeah, you are wearing oh, red. Hey, we have every right to talk red. about it. That's why we're doing the podcast. Green. This is probably the only podcast talking about the co- the kittens. Probably the Absolutely only podcast not. ever talks about. There's quite a few them. actually out there talking about the kittens. What right. expectations hear, do they I'll, have? Okay, I want to hear unrealistic <laughs> predictions from the two of you because that's all I'll get. I don't expect anything different. But uh, they're a terrible I'll team. You, I'll give you an honest appraisal of how BYU is going to do. No, they're going to win more than that. Uh, they're going to be, of course, they're going to win the first two. They're going to lose Arkansas. Uh, they're going to beat Kansas, and they're going to beat Cincinnati at home. Cincinnati. Kansas sucks. isn't a cakewalk. Yeah, they're going to beat Kansas. Yeah, it is. Though. 
Kansas isn't very good at all. They're no. Kansas. They're not Kansas State. Kansas no. State's a different story. No, Kansas is a, just they're terrible. As a long term, as a long term Cougar fan, and and uh, and knowing how Cougar fans will react on after February or September 29th when they're four and one going to TCU, they think they're going to win the national championship. At that point, they're going to get crushed at TCU. They're going to lose at home to T- Texas Tech. They're going to lose. Where do they play Cincinnati? Texas. Where do they play Cincinnati? At home. They're going to beat Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. uh, so they're going to lose three in a row. All the Texas teams. Boom, boom, boom. And then I think they beat West Virginia. West Virginia is predicted last, by it, the way. I'm sorry. Where Where is that game? At West Virginia. But West Virginia yeah, is not a good lose. team. They uh, lose that. I think they beat West Virginia. Morgantown, to... first time for BYU. No, they've been there before. You thought you thought that Wyoming was tough to go into? No, BYU's, <laughs> no, BYU's been to Morgantown before. Yeah, they're going to play Iowa State and Oklahoma to finish off their home schedule. Iowa um, State's a good team. Iowa yeah, State packs it in, good team. I think, I think no, Iowa I, State and Oklahoma are both going to smoke them. I don't think yeah. so. And not at home. Yeah. They they have a shot. I don't say they're going to win them. I don't think I, the I kittens think win a, a pack. I don't think the kittens win a Big Twelve game. I do. Oh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna beat Kansas. You don't have the talent, Cincinnati. You don't have the talent yeah. for it. They're gonna beat both of them. You have no okay. talent, dude. I'm I'm sorry, guys. They're gonna win five games this year. What? Yep. No. Well, you can pull. You can. Let, I'll put money on it. You oh, guys are freaking really? you fans. You guys are really? ridiculously biased. You don't have any them. money. I'm not I, biased. I, not, I just know I they have no talent. Anything you guys said is any. They have no talent when it comes to BYU. Hey, you guys are all, so biased that it doesn't even matter what your opinion is. Well, well when we beat you like thirteen straight years, we, we have a reason no, to be biased. Well, we just beat you the last time. So oh, until you guys oh, beat us again, once in we'll ten see. years, woohoo! Well, we'll see. Well, we. Well, What's that record? What's the well, overall we record beat again? You twenty times the in the years before in a row. What, what's the overall or, record, Carl? What's the overall yeah. record? What is it? Uh, well, if you're going to the you want you want to go over that? Gives a shit about it, that period do you, of time. Do you, do you want to go over the overall record? Who gives a shit about the age? <laughs> Since you were alive, Brent, BYU's won more. You want to bet on that? Yeah, let's look. Okay. Since oh 1970. Gosh. 1970. Okay, 19- let's you, see. Carl. What? I'm a little bit concerned that you've been hitting the magic mushrooms this early. Yeah. No. I haven't been, actually. I'll have to look at it. It'll take us more in this podcast. We'll have, the, we'll have the answer for you next week. No, we'll I can the answer. look it up that quick. You just okay. quit talking no, about it. Yeah. Find the answer. Yeah, because yeah, cause you just looked it up and saw the number. Now you're scared should talk, about it. Should we talk basketball, too? Uh, should we talk basketball? No, too? let's talk about uh, We're talking about football. football. Oh, okay. All hey, right. I would like to point out you're wearing red. That's because <laughs> And you're sir. Bucky's. No, because that was the closest thing I had. I didn't want to look for a blue shirt. You, know you haven't been able to find that? You haven't been able to find that? You haven't been able to find it? subject at the last minute last night. I, I didn't have time to watch my BYU stuff. All right. Cougars versus Utes. Right. You, heard. You, you didn't even look, Carl. You stopped looking because you knew you were going to get your ass handed to you. You're, you're afraid that oh, no, not afraid at all. This is boring podcasting time, though, guys. No, it yeah, is. Well, and you can edit this long part out. That's easy. 
Well, I'm trying uh, to fill right. the time, but you keep talking. So. Oh. Hey, I have every <laughs> right to about talk about nonsense. BYU. You guys talk about the years. All right, here we go. Kiss my ass. Nonsense. Here, here we go. Ridiculous. Right, so, so Sean, Sean, you keep tabs on the Ute wins, okay? Okay. Carl, right. you keep tabs on the Cougar wins, okay? All right. Ready? Well, that should be 19... you. Count those I don't, I don't on trust two Sean. Ends. All right, go ahead. 1970. I'm going back to 1970. All right, so Utah's in the left column here. All right, so 1970, Utes win. 71, mm-hmm. Utes win. 72, Cougars win. 73, Kittens win. 74, Kittens win. 75, Kittens win. 76, Kittens win. 77, Kittens win. 78, Utes win. 79, Kittens win. 80, Kittens win. 81, Kittens win. Are you counting, Carl, or are you just typing? I lost count. count. Okay, all right, all right. It's, uh, 80... Am I on 82? 81, 82. okay, 82, Kittens win. 83 kittens, 84 kittens, 85 kittens, 86 kittens, 87 kittens, 88 utes, 89 kittens, 90 kittens, 91 kittens, 92 kittens. All right, 93 utes, 94 utes, 95 utes, 96 kittens, 97 utes, 98 utes, 99 utes, 2000 kittens, 2001 kittens, 2002 utes. 2003 Utes, 2004 Utes, 2005 Utes, 2006 Kittens, 2007 Kittens, 2008 Utes, 2009 Kittens, 2010 Utes, 11 Utes, 12 Utes, 13 Utes, 14 Utes, 15 Utes, 16 Utes, 17 Utes, 18 Utes, mm-hmm. 19 Utes, and 21 Kittens. Okay. Sean, how many do you have? Like 300. You oh, lost count? Bullshit. You didn't even count. How'd you lose count? I Come lost on, Oh, my God. I lost count. Oh, All right. You, Carl, you Carl what do you have? Carl, Carl, what do you have? What do you have, Carl? What do you have, Carl? As far as BYU wins? What? Yes. What do you have as far as the BYU wins, I said? 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. You didn't count as I gave them to you? 18. Yeah. Okay, I'll 19, give you the no, so 20. 21. The I have 21. 21. All I right. Think. So here, here, here are the Utes. Here are the Utes since then. All right. One, two, three, four. Which page are you looking at, by the way? Five, six, seven, eight. That's a Wikipedia with all the scores. Oh. <laughs> what else would I look at? All right. Oh. Again, Utes. One, two, three. Do they have a BYU versus Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, Holy sixteen, Lord. seventeen, eighteen, right. nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-four for the Utes and for the Cougars. Remember that twenty-four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, uh, 27, 24 during my lifetime. Yeah, see, I told you. I knew that. You didn't because know Because BYU that. dominated when you were a pubescent teenager. I know. I started reading them scores from like, <laughs> when like, like yeah. uh, 72 through 
80. Well, 92? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the youth won three times well, no, in that span. Even Kyle, even Kyle admits Lavelle was a pretty good coach. What? So I don't think there's any. Nobody, I, I think every youth fan will tell you that. Nobody yeah. is ever going to deny that Lavelle wasn't a good oh, yeah. coach. I mean, that's that would be stupid. Overall, now, though, it's overall, 59 to 32. 62, 35. All right. This one here says 59-32 overall. It so I'll even give you that one. BYU yeah, doesn't consider their first like eight games they or something like that. They don't consider the 18 Those ass whoopings? Well, you know what's funny, though? They would count three of those as BYU victories if that was the case. But, yeah, they don't count anything after 1922. Before yeah, I think this one here they start. Yeah, 1922. Yeah, when it's yeah, it's because they were called BYU Academy at the time. And actually – was a high school, so uh, it was. Yeah, it's still there was a high a good school. Gap of twenty-two years between playing each other. Well, I didn't know that. At mm. that time, God, you They're look at the beginning goals. of the series un- until Lavelle came in. Yeah, it, it was, was a bloodbath by Utah. Yeah, <laughs> it was, was a bloodbath, man. BYU in the mid '60s won a few games, but that was that was it, and they won. I think they. Rushed the field or tried to, t- they tore everything down. And then when they won in 58, because it was, you know, a big deal. But uh, yeah, they sucked. I think one year BYU cheated. They, they got a lot of Marine Corps guys to come in. And that was, that was how they beat them one time, too. So <clears throat> yeah, Lavelle changed everything. BYU was nobody's before that. Lavelle came in as coach. So I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm honest about BYU. That's why I say they're going to win five games. If they don't, Kalani's fired. No, they won't fire him. Oh, yeah, they will. Do you really think they, they should fire him, though? Yaki. They got rid no. of Tuyaki this year. Not after one of, year of big Well, club. you might be right about that, Sean, but they will fire Kalani they'll, eventually. They'll, they will get Look. him three years. No. And, and, and who are you going to get better no. than him? Who, who are I mean, look, you know I, I don't like BYU the kittens. Fans are about how good they I, are. I don't like the kittens, yeah, we but talk to you the guy's a good week. coach. <laughs> yeah, I know, we do. We do talk to you every saying, week, as John said. I, I have a group. Well, you can talk to old Greg Walker. He, he's on the same board. Those guys are nuts, man. They they, they, they freak out with if they don't get a first down. I mean, if their defense allows a touchdown, it's like, come on, boys. This is We're in the Big 12 now. We're going to lose some games. So, um, I, I mean, you know, five games is not unrealistic, though, because two of them are gimmies. Those are the first two games of the year. All we're talking about is three wins. They're already you know, ranked. To, they, 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 the Big 12 itself is saying that they're better than four of the teams. So They're going to they're gonna have a couple of games that they lose to teams that you don't expect because that's the way they are. Oh, you can say that about every team, including Utah. That's, that's what I'm saying about. That's why I'm saying I don't think they'll beat Kansas because they're going to lose a game that they that they probably should have won. Well, no, I think they're going to get boat raced at Arkansas, and it's going to piss them off. I think they will be actually up for Kansas. I think if they beat Arkansas, then you're right; they will lose to Kansas. But they're not going to beat Arkansas. That's ridiculous, especially in Arkansas, where it's humid yeah. and it's nasty. They're going to get their ass kicked. So, not too. Uh, no, I don't think Kansas is that good, Sean. I really don't. Kansas is not good at all. They're terrible. Yeah. They're not They're a not good football good. team. 
They're not I, a good football I, team. I, and Kansas State home, and is a different story. Doesn't even have a quarterback this year, so I think they're going to yeah, be Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a good coach, though. Yeah, they, no, they got they got gone. people. He's gone. He did. Where's he at? Yeah, he he got he he went up the ranks. That guy's gone. Where? They have a new. Coach. I thought he stayed. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. So that's why they don't predict him to be high. They're ranked set. They're second to last in the in the predictions of the Big Twelve uh, conference meetings. So where did he go? No, I don't think they're going to be that good. Where did he go? So, uh, I'll look it up. Let's see. I just remember Cincinnati head coach. Yeah, I think he moved to Scott a big Satterfield. School. Yeah, he's like, the same guy. Scott Satterfield, he's the same guy. He replaced Tommy Tuberville. They got the same coach. No, Scott Satterfield yes, was is. a brand new coach. He was he was he was no, hired he on isn't. December fifth. Rep- yes, he is. Look at the freaking headline on it. Scott Satterfield is the current coach. He replaced Tommy Tuberville following latter resignation in 2016 season. Wait a minute. It says it here in the Google. It says December fifth, 2022. Is that wrong? That was 2022. Let's see. December of 2022 was the end of last season. When was... Yeah. Huh. Luke Fick... You're talking Luke Fickle, I think. The University of Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, he moved on. I think he's at Wisconsin now. So they hired... Scott Satterfield is current coach. Yeah, he's a new coach at Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he? Ooh. Yeah. So this guy, this guy Scott Setterfield, he's the guy that was from Appalachian State. <laughs> oh, the, the giant killers! Yeah, oh. I, that's why you guys are being kind of. You guys don't really know as much as I do about. He's it, from Appalachian you know, State, um, man. The, guy, Appalachian yeah, State. the giant killers. What do you mean? Who, who cares? cares? Michigan does. They're, they're not <laughs> winning in Cougar Stadium. I'm sorry, guys. That's just yeah, not going to happen. They Sorry. will win forty nine to nothing. There'll be people no, leaving no. the seats by the second quarter. No, you're wrong. See, this is where your Ute hatred of BYU interrupts just your realistic, sense Carl. Of logic. That's the it's just realistic. It's just realistic. No, it's not realistic. You guys have never been realistic about it. That's the problem. That guy is a great they don't coach, win. Carl. You no, have no. He's not a great coach. He coached at Appalachian State. Yeah. Do you know anything about look at who they beat. State? Yeah, look at they were ranked. State. They, they were in ranked last conference. year. They were ranked. They beat uh, giant killers. They, they, they are giant team. killers. They beat they one beat, beat team. No, they didn't. That was it. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They, they beat North Carolina North. last they year. North Carolina. Look at their they record beat. last year. They beat Notre Dame. Yeah. They yes. Michigan. They did. <laughs> Dude, you guys, you guys, oh, Who's the coach? Oh, he's been there forever. He's going to kill BYU. Oh, wait, he's not there. You guys didn't even know who the coach was. Well, we oh, do well, now. Oh, well, it's that Appalachian well, we coach. Do now. He's going to win now. Oh, bullshit. Well, he is. All I said was Sorry, that buddy. he's a good coach. Yeah, well, Sorry, it doesn't buddy. matter. They're going to lose to BYU at okay. Provo. Sorry. Okay. It's just going right. to happen. All right. So, I mean, you guys are going to be wrong. I'm going to be right. And then you guys are going to eat crow because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure it's you do. It's impossible for you to say that. Yeah, I'm not. You, you, you cannot. Okay. So, you, so yeah. you're going to guarantee that win? Uh-huh. Okay. Guaranteed. So, so at that game, when when they lose, Guaranteed. you're going to wear you're going to wear Cincinnati. You're actually going to sing the Cincinnati song. I will sing the Bearcat song on the next podcast after that game if they yeah. lose the All game. Right. And then if they don't lose the game, 
you two will sing the Cougar no. fight song. No, because we're not guaranteeing it. You are guaranteeing it. Yep. That's yep. the difference. Hey, I'll sing the Cougar fight song right now. I'm going to marry 12 wives this year. <laughs> I thought it was. I'm a child. Of okay. God, let's go. Let's go with uh, get off my lawn. I've actually got a. I've actually got a good one. I'm good off. Right. Get off your lawn because we've we've beat the hell out of this football one. It's too early anyway. Um. All right. So I was reading a Wall Street Journal article, and uh, I don't know. And this was in Florida. I went into several. Um, I guess I don't know. They're the kind of food places where you go up to the counter, order your coffee or your, your soft drink, and then they hand it to you, you walk out the door. But as you're uh, giving them your credit card, of course, they want a tip. So I've been noticing that's been happening more and more at more retail establishments. Now, yeah, Brent and I were talking before the podcast about can't think of any place exactly that, uh, like a shoe store, place like that, that asks for tips. But we, I mean, I could be I, I don't know but it's starting to get under my craw a little bit um because uh to me and this according to the wall street journal post too uh they think it's a reaction to not wanting to pay higher wages because of the cost of living increases because of inflation and so more and more employers are allowing this to be added or pushed by their staffs uh, when people come in, because they know at least 30% of the public are going to tip no matter what. I get tired so, of that. I just, I'm, I just, I'm sick and tired of it. Um, because frankly, if I go to a sit down restaurant where I actually am served by a, someone that's only making $2 an hour here in Utah, that's the case. I don't know if in your state, you guys are a little smarter than we are, but, uh, minimum wage, they, they, I don't even think it's based on minimum wage here. It's just you get two thirteen an hour plus your your tips. But for the guy working at the local uh, quick stop or QT, uh, he's getting he's getting ten to fifteen twenty bucks an hour. I see the signs on their doors, and uh, and then on top of that, they're wanting tips for these guys. What do you guys think? No. Unless I'm yeah. being served, sat down, served, no. The mm -hmm. only exception is if it's a place that I frequent once a week. They're a local restaurant, and I decide just out of my kindness just to give them a tip because I want to help them do better. That's my decision. But if I'm walking into a place first time, absolutely not. Yeah, I agree with that. 100% agree. I'm with you. No, okay. Get off my lawn. Crazy. Yeah, get, get off, off my lawn. lawn. Get off Get my lawns. lawn businesses. You guys pay your people, you know, even if it's an extra dollar an hour. I mean, can't. I, the other one that really gets me is the shakedown on, I'll go to a Del Taco or some other place, and they'll be like, do you want to donate a dollar fifty, you know, a dollar or two dollars to this charity? I'm like, I'm not coming no. in here to donate to charities. I'm donating to get a damn taco, and I don't want to be made, made to feel guilty if I don't donate to March of Dimes right now. I mean, there's I mean, plenty of places I can donate to March of Dimes. Carl, do you Just, hate disabled children? <laughs> yeah, exactly what they're trying to say. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that. Look, but do you hate disabled children? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Hey, look, when I'm getting my fucking taco, yes, I hate everybody. <laughs> every, every damn one of them. 
Give me my fucking taco so I can get out of here. That's Take all my I want. taco, damn it. That's all I want. <laughs> exactly. I agree with Brent. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. Good so one, Carl. My, Good uh, one, Carl. Get off you lawn. Anyway, anybody else? I got yeah. one. You got one, Sean? Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead, Sean. Um, so I read a story this week about a uh, former lawmaker uh, in New Hampshire, I think it was, who was uh, arrested. For, uh, him, and, him and his girlfriend were, I'm sorry, she and she were arrested for child pornography. So this, uh, this lawmaker, uh, transgender female, and his, sorry, her girlfriend, uh, she worked at a, uh, a child care center and was I'm so confused. Taking, <laughs> taking pictures of, uh, little kids and they had 10,000 text messages between oh, them wow. talking about, uh, the things that they wanted to do with these little kids and some things that apparently this, uh, girl did do to kids and took pictures of so uh get so, off my lawn is uh to tell so this anybody, was a chick with a chick with a vienna dick. sausage yeah okay gotta so, make sure i'm clear it's a man it's, it's a man. dude it's a dude it's a um, mentally ill man it's biological male uh okay yeah, anyway so so they uh they have yeah it's ter- it's really really horrific and so I'm gonna get off it's my terrible. lawn is to anybody who hurts a, a, a child and is trying to normalize anything to do with um, the sexualization of children. Get off my lawn, you perverts! That's why. Yeah. That's why I wonder why there's so many people being so anti, especially Rolling Stones and a couple of those others about that. They're trying song to normalize it, Carl. Trying to normalize it. Bunch of evil bastards. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I've generally become against the death penalty, but I'm I'm okay with it for uh, anybody who Did you hurts hear Trump kids. this week? Yeah. Did you hear what he said about traffickers? They should get the no, death penalty immediately. I, I, I honestly I don't pay attention to most news stuff. I can't stand it. I agree with Sean. Because anyway, half, half of it's bull crap and half of it's tainted. The the yes. news stories are completely. It, can I say this Great. about Florida, though? It was nice to be in a location where people seem a lot more sane. Um, I mean, Utah is getting to the point where it's getting nuts here, uh, especially Salt Lake. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was in St. Augustine and go around the corner, and there's this uh, anti-Biden sign proudly displayed in the main walkway where everybody's walking and no one's tearing it down. No one's saying anything negative. I mean, people are, it just seems like people are more sane there. I, I do not know what's going, I don't know what's going wrong in this country, but it's, it's falling apart fast. Uh, the sanity. I, I mean, the other day I was, our Sean sent me this last night. Uh, Sean, you remember the uh, video on Twitter um, of that lady woman yeah, running around the Safeway, naked. rubbing, Taking cakes out of the dis- cake rubbing them all rub- over her body, rubbing them up and down her body. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she wasn't so. Yeah. Anyway, the naked part wasn't exciting at all. Uh, the fact I that no one thought was, it was stopping you at first. Her. Yeah, I thought so too. But anyways, a little, a little. I thought it was I a man too. Anyway, <laughs> the reality was uh, 
No one was, but that was the funny thing. They said, well, we can't stop her. We just have to let her do it. It's just like, well, nobody can wants you, to touch her. I mean, looking at that video, would you want to go up to her and try to get her to stop it? First of all, she's a, a large person. She might be difficult to handle. Second of all, she's naked. Third of all, she's got cake all over her. I don't want to you get that you crap. You didn't go to Little League football. They didn't teach you how to do a tackle. Take her down. I, I just said I don't want to touch somebody that's gotten cake rubbed all over them. Keep a garbage sack over you. You know. <laughs> anyway, that, that what I'm trying to say, though, is this. Uh, I, maybe it's just more sane down in the south Tennessee are you guys as wacky as some of the things going on that we're dealing with here in Utah it's it's a different level of wackiness different Uh, anyway their wackiness Uh. is going out in the woods and making alcohol (laughs) well your cousin's cousin is it really your anyway first cousin second cousin who do you marry right Brent nope (laughs) <laughs> doesn't go on here yeah that's right not, that's not tennessee that's kentucky that's Come kentucky on. okay are right, you ready for mine you ready for mine yeah we're ready none of this cousin lover stuff here mine somewhat along the same lines not quite as extreme as sean's but this uh megan rapino who retired oh. from from soccer women's soccer Claiming that, yes, they should allow trans men into playing women's sports. It's not going to affect anything. It's going to keep the competition just as it is. And I'm sorry, but you're 100% wrong. If I was was wrong about that, then um, you would see more trans females transitioning into men entering men's sports. And we don't see that outside of... And I'm not talking about the eight and nine-year-old girl who's playing little league baseball who can compete nothing against her at all at all she can compete there but at that time when men start growing into men's bodies you can't compete it's just women's true women athletes will tell you that so that's my get off the lawn let's quit this quote-unquote acceptance and when you're leaving the sports saying that they're going to be okay because if you do that you're going to have a bunch of men dressed as women in your sport eliminating every single true woman in the sport did you see the women's soccer team the video of them playing the was it the division that that men's team or what the club yeah they got annihilated they got division three like 15 to nothing or something like that d3 And yeah. there's a guy D3. my age out there scoring on Will. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's my get Sorry. off the lawn moment. Sorry, Megan Rappenhoe, but uh, you're crazy. Yeah, you don't, earn, you, don't, you shouldn't earn as much as the men, and you, you certainly shouldn't have men playing on the women's team. Okay, this is the one thing I'm going to say about the earnings. If the ticket revenue and, and TV revenue of all of those oh, things sure. – if they were the same, absolutely. But if you're going, if you you need to be paid off of what the sport earns, and if the sport's not earning much, then you're going to only get what they earn. Sorry. Now hey, I've it's, got one. I've got one question on WNBA. Do you guys know anything about that? That Griner gal. Yeah, Griner. Is yeah. is oh. is is, is, is Griner? No. Okay. I was just no, she's a woman. 
She's got a really deep voice, though. She's yeah. I, yeah, I yeah she takes my hormone pills. I mean, does she? Okay. Yeah, All but right. she's like she's yeah. fine, or she's she's pretty tall, isn't she? Oh, tall. I, I think she's like <laughs> six eight. But yeah, one she's thing, pretty tall. She's changed her tune a little bit since she came home from that uh, gulag. Prison will change so, that in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, here's here's a question, and well, I guess we can go into another podcast later. But what sport on the women's side doesn't outperform men's sports in terms of uh, the same revenue? sport? Is it the same sport, like men's Could gymnastics be. versus female gymnastics? I, I'm talking any sport. Does it out out? Okay, I didn't think so. No, but if you if you want to play apples to apples. I think maybe tennis. Tennis. I think. I I think. No. Tennis. No. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I would. I would say though that there are men that the Williams sisters could beat in a one-on-one match in tennis. No, Serena just came out recently. I'll I'll send you the Twitter uh, video. She came out and admitted this is ridiculous. Did you? She couldn't beat the. She couldn't beat the four hundredth ranked guy. Did you see the um, the the yeah? God, you, Serena said that. The John McEnroe said said She's something about that a few years ago, and people had a cow, but she she mm-hmm. agreed with him. Yeah. So I, I think there's a few tennis. I I personally think there's a few tennis players that she could be. I'm not saying like the top could. of the top, she but could. like gosh, not, she's not a, now. Not a so pro. strong. I mean, uh, heads and tails above every other woman. I, I agree, but uh, as far as females, yeah, she no one can match her. But as far as on the male uh, tour, no one. She wouldn't be able to beat anybody on the on the male tennis tour, pro tour. Now, if you mm-hmm. want to compare her to some, I would watch it. I, I would watch her play against somebody out of tennis for years. Yeah, she. No, no, some, no, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking about head to head competition and stuff. Yeah, no, I man. Think- I, yeah, that was Dude. talked about already. No, we're talking. I, I'm just saying, head to head. I mean, the only thing I could think of maybe would be in cycling. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Are you hell, kidding I don't me? Know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Fishing, fishing. It could be a sport like that, like archery, maybe. <laughs> no, uh, fishing and NASCAR, NASCAR and fishing, where there's yeah, no physical yeah, ability no, needed. Pat, you know, that lady that did the Indy 500, she had some pretty good numbers. Uh, she did PR wise. She didn't win much, but she she was. But she competed though. But she, she competed. competed against she, males. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't other females. Yeah. yeah. See, I think uh, if more females could break into the male sports, those females would have an. Argument yeah, but the reason why she's get. successful is there's no there's no physical attribute in driving a car. Eh. Making a left uh, turn. Make uh, a left turn. Left turn. Left turn. Left turn. Left turn. Yeah. Step on the pedal. I'm not going to say that there is none, but there's not as much as something like football, baseball, those traditional yeah. sports. What about esports? Oh God, that doesn't <laughs> count. Hey, our younger generation cares. Do guys. I don't care. They do. If you have to put an e in front of it, it's not a sport. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. like an e sig. Right. Yeah. Our demographics are going to go to hell now. Thank you. Guys. I know, right? All right. Anyway, I think right, it's guys. been a good one, guys. People yep. don't like the truth. That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we have a special guest on next week, right, Brent? Hope so. Right. Yep. So, yep. We're looking All forward right. to it. We'll look forward to it. And by the way, happy birthday, Lorraine. Um, happy birthday. 
Yeah, for sure. And I uh, hope you had a great birthday breakfast with your hubby. Cheers, guys. Right, guys. You guys have a good weekend.